Welcome to Tax and Super Australia's podcast, Tax Wrap, where we share developments, news and insights for all tax practitioners and SMSF professionals. If you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes and share. We'd love to hear back from you, so send questions and comments, even suggestions for guest speakers, to podcast at taxandsuperaustralia.com.au. Hello listeners, welcome to Tax Wrap Podcast, episode 177. I'm your host, Steve Burnham, and uh, I have had the pleasure today of speaking to Heather Smith, the principal at Anise Consulting up in Brisbane. Now, Heather's a, um, a chartered accountant, cloud solutions expert, and business automation virtuoso, and I can tell you she is all of those. Um, a very intelligent person who has uh, agreed to talk to the Tax Wrap podcast about cloud-based solutions for practices. Uh, here's what uh, Heather had to say. Now, thanks for being with us, Heather. I'm, I'm very pleased to talk to you. Um, first of all, I suppose, uh, just to, to clarify for our membership, for our audience, when it's not just uh, members who are listening in, but um, can you fill us in, what, what are cloud-based app solutions? Steve, thank you so much for having me on your show. Very excited to be here. Um, and what are cloud-based app solutions? Great question. You have a number of different type of cloud-based app solutions. The essential one is uh, one that is integrated. It's sitting um, on the internet, which is what we call the cloud. Um, and you potentially can connect into that. Um, and the data can connect into that, flow through it, and then potentially flow through to another solution. You right. also have in that same sort of area when we talk about cloud-based app solutions, you also have um, cloud-based triggers. So something um, can happen in one area and cause a trigger action to populate another area. So, a, so oh, okay. a, and, and what I would call that is a tool. So uh, you have a tool like Zapier, and something happens in one area and it triggers something to happen, not necessarily remotely. So say someone okay. comes and fills out um, a form on your website that could trigger that information to be pushed into your newsletter form. Um, and so it's not necessarily going to flow. The, inf the information's not going to flow back and it's not going to do anything other than just push it across there. But a solution um, can a cloud-based app solution can typically it's going to automate tasks and a small business undertakes about 50 to 70 tasks um, in, in as part of the business and it may automate just one of those tasks or it may automate uh, multiple tasks yeah, and, and more the better I suppose absolutely more more yeah. the better that we can get uh, automated that's what we like right. okay look um Heather look just to um our um, membership uh, from surveys that we've done in the past, 45% um, of us are 60 or older and 68% of us are male. So we're a little bit behind the, the eight ball as far as um, knowing what the modern solutions are. Can you perhaps just quickly compare traditional accounting software and cloud-based software just so that we can understand what we're looking at? Okay, so I spent a long time working with uh, desktop software um, and now I sort of primarily sit with uh, the cloud accounting software. With right. your desktop software, um, some of the functionalities are going to be the same through the two solutions because it is accounting software. What you don't, what you have with your desktop software, you may have purchased it and you don't need, no longer need to uh, pay any money to update it. 
or you may simply um, pay money to update it for your tax tables when there's certain features come out that you need to update, um, say maybe on an annual basis. Typically with your cloud-based software, you're actually paying on a subscription basis. Now right. the, the desktop software, the data is typically sitting on your computer and yep. uh, which is fine. However, you need to be responsible for backing up um, and you need to be aware if you have a fire or theft, uh, what's actually happening with that data. With the cloud-based solution, the data is held in the cloud. And with various different um, accounting solutions and uh, cloud app solutions out there, it will be held in various different places. And that's probably something you need to be aware of. But typically, um, for the main ones, for the major players in the market, it's held in um, an area that has a jurisdiction that is very similar um, laws over safety and security of data that we have here in Australia. Right. And okay. also the data is being backed up in the cloud-based solution and it's typically backed up to various different areas. So if um, uh, an issue happens in one place, then there's normally um, uh, recovery sites happening as well. Um, so yes, yeah, so that, that's important to be aware of. But one of the provisos actually when, if you actually read the terms and conditions of cloud-based app solutions, is to take responsibility for your own backup. Um, oh, right. Many people don't, but that is something to be aware of. Yeah, now the, yeah, other, the other thing, um, one of the other things is with your desktop solution, whenever there is an update, you have to manually uh, install and process and, and, and uh, implement the update. Whereas right. with your cloud-based app solutions, the update comes through automatically. You don't even, aren't even aware it's happening there. Okay. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a real benefit to start with. Yes. Yeah. Now, one of the major things that, that is different between your desktop solution and your cloud app online accounting solution is a thing known as bank feeds. What happens is your bank accounts, and, and we're talking there's thousands and thousands of bank accounts who, who have enabled this to happen, the actual transactions from the bank feed flow into the accounting system automatically overnight. So there's no longer the need to manually enter any of that data. It flows into the banking, uh, into your accounting system overnight. Whereas with your desktop solution, you had to manually enter that. And typically you were manually entering it and reconciling it on a monthly basis. Um, and you, uh, the, the, the access to real-time data was a lot slower in a, a oh, yeah. desktop solution. Whereas with an yeah. online solution, very much the access to, to the data is, is very real-time. Perhaps um, if there's a long weekend, we may be talking a couple of days old. But in most cases, it, it's very realistic that what you're looking at is what's actually happening. It's in real, real time. I mean, are there other, other benefits from cloud-based app solutions? There are lots of benefits of using your cloud-based app solutions. Um, yep. One of them is uh, the ability, the flexibility of not actually having to be tied to a desk, you can actually work from anywhere. So um, I actually have a friend who's, a, who, who's just arrived in Amsterdam and he's running his 12-person um, accounting practice, but he'll be doing it from Amsterdam where he's uh, holidaying with his family for a while. So the data, absolutely, absolutely. One of the things is uh, when we do move to the cloud, um, I see a lot of people taking what we call a workation, which is a longer <laughs> vacation, which they do a bit of work on, 
but what? because they do a bit of work, they can actually stay overseas um, significantly longer. Yeah, we, yeah. we also see with um, the benefits, and one of the benefits that you may not be aware of is because you're moving to a cloud, you no longer need a server. And also one of the things we encourage is uh, to move to a paperless office. So you no longer need printers. So you actually save a lot of space in terms of the server, in terms of the printer. And there's a lot of uh, statistical data. I think if you look at the um, Australian Bureau of Statistics coming out that says that uh, businesses over the last decade are actually spending a lot less money on hardware and they're actually oh, yeah. spending it on mm -hmm. cloud apps. But what that means is you need less um, space in the office for all of this hardware for this server you need yeah. less insurance so you're actually reducing your expenses plus you've got people able to work from anywhere so you actually need less office space so it reduces a lot of costs but because you're able to access and process things a lot faster um, it also releases a lot of capacity in the firm so you can actually increase your revenue so it, it, it hits you like it's this amazing um, I know it sounds almost magical but <laughs> the implementation um, benefits you both in terms of uh, reducing expenses but also increasing revenue yeah it's amazing I just had a thought I mean it's a real mobile office what you're talking about like no printers or or you know desks or anything and, and another plus would be no working out that depreciation tables every uh, tax time uh, every business owner would like that. <laughs> the depreciation <laughs> tables, yes. So um, uh, zero as an online accounting solution. I just mentioned that one because it has, um, in it, within the actual solution, it actually has the depreciation tables. And oh, wow. you set up all of the rules and you click a button and it comes through every month. And what that yep. means is the small business owner is recognizing and seeing their actual depreciation on a monthly basis rather than at the end of the financial year when it's overlaid and pushed pushed back into the uh, to oh, the financial data yeah, so yep. yeah it, it makes it really easy and I know that for that one that particular one depreciation table my tax yep. accountant um, he um, does the depreciation in a very fancy uh, depreciation schedule machine that he had and it came yep. out to about one cent different to uh, mine so it's like you Brilliant. need to drop that expensive depreciation and just start yeah. using what's within zero Spe speaking of then of um, Heather of uh, use of tools within a practice what are some business intelligence tools that a practice can make use of Okay, so in terms of business intelligence tools, what these are doing is helping you strive to um, assist your clients and give them further insights into what they're actually doing. So I'm going to mention three tools here. The first okay. one I'm going to mention is Data Deer. And what this does is it connects to your online accounting solution, be it QuickBooks or be it Zero, and it extracts the data into spreadsheets so you have it sitting in your spreadsheets and within the spreadsheet you can either manipulate it maybe do some three-way forecasting maybe do some graphs maybe update the information and you can use that as a report or you yep. can push it back up into the online accounting solution so you can actually use it to update uh, the solution so that's what's known as a tool um, and, and another great application of that is if you had three files, perhaps a few zero files and a few um, uh, 
QuickBooks Online files, you could actually um, have all the data download into the one spreadsheet and then um, add it all together. So you have uh, multi-entities um, adding together, which is especially useful when you've got complex business relationships or you have franchises and they want to oh, see, of course. All, yeah, see all the information yeah, in yeah. one place. So that's yeah, what, what, was the, what was the name of that? Data D. Yeah, right. so that's a cool tool that gets all the data into Excel and accountants generally love playing in Excel and, and manipulating <laughs> data. Um, so it kind of brings it out of that structured framework so you can just play with it and do what you actually need to create the reports, the pivot tables, the three-way forecasts that you need to do. But moving on from that, um, there's another sensational tool called Float, which is a detailed cash flow forecasting solution. But what it does is it focuses on producing a 13-week detailed cash flow forecasting solution. So again, you plug it into the online accounting solution, you refine, you refine what you've got there, you reconcile your books, you refine what you've got there. And what that's doing is giving you the ability to talk to uh, your client about the next 13 weeks. Are there any things that they need to be aware of? Are there things that they can take advantage of? Do they need to be open uh, to potentially preparing to have a loan in place if things are going to uh, uh, be stressful in the next few weeks? But what you're doing yeah. by giving them that information is you're giving them the ability to actually think about it rather than just sort of put on blinkers and not think about it. Well, and I suppose um, being 13 weeks, it takes you out to past the next quarter. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, um, it's short cash flow. I think it's really key that it's a really detailed, refined, 13-week short cash flow. Um, yep. There are other tools for longer ones, but that's just giving you a really refined one for that 13 weeks. Right, okay. Um, and then, the third one? And yep. then another solution is uh, Mouse, M-A-U-S Business um, Solutions, which is a company based out of Sydney. And what they do is they assist the accountant, if they want to do this, in both providing the software solution and the education about becoming maybe an advisor and so what they do is they have lots of different avenues to point you along so they can assist with doing a, a needs gap analysis of um, the accounting solution and identifying areas of improvement or they can assist with doing uh, taking the information and creating it into a business plan. Um, and there's lots of checklists with that solution that assist you, that help you ask questions around it um, and help the accountant understand the actual, uh, their, their actual client um, by delving deeper into what's happening there. So there was That's sort right. of a, a spectrum of different solutions and ways to tackle situations. Um, and I'm very much, what we're seeing in the accounting industry is there's a lot of cloud app solutions taking over the clerical roles, scanning bills and receipts, you know, automating a lot of that side of it. But what it's, it's doing is it's shifting uh, the role of the accountant up towards the ability to offer more advisory work um, if they right, want yeah. to, if that's where they want to. Or it may be what I see is two things. One they have the ability to take on a lot more clients and just do the same thing, but significantly more, three to four times more. And, 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 and as I watch the wave come through, it's quite surprising when people say, I used to have 12 clients, 
I now have 80 clients and I couldn't imagine <laughs> yeah. having 12 clients. I couldn't imagine when I had 12 clients, I could have 80 clients. So, no, amazing. <laughs> yeah, so they're actually able to significantly either increase their client base yep. or what I always say is grow your clients and do actually do more with your clients. So you either have lots yeah. of little fish or a few big fish. Um, and, 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 and as, as the fish grow bigger, they want to do more things and all that sort of thing. It's, uh, it all makes sense. And that can get really yeah. exciting. And if that's where you want to go, you've kind of got the opportunity and there's a lot of tools that you can just lean, lean on um, to assist you in doing this. Yeah, yeah. Um, Heather, we, we also represent quite a few SMSF trustees as about... 30% of our membership, but it, it's growing. I mean, there's more and more SMSFs around all the time. With the um, cloud-based app solutions, are there some SMSF or compliance tools that a practice can make use of? Absolutely. In fact, I was just signing off on my own SMSF just before we got on oh, the good. call. Um, and so one of the solutions um, I've used um, for many, many years is uh, BGL, Corporation Solutions, which is um, Simple Fund 360. Now, oh, many yeah. people may be aware it used to be a desktop solution, but they now have it fully integrated and cloud-based solutions. So you can potentially be still using the desktop, but the cloud-based solution has all of the bank feeds that I was talking about before, plus it has feeds coming in from um, all different areas that you actually need for a, a self-managed super fund. Um, and uh, the benefits are that the client can jump in and see all of the uh, reports, uh, see all of the graphical representation. There's a lot of nice graphs in there. Um, while the accountant and the auditor are reviewing what they need to um, in, 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 on their side of it. Plus it's populating with all the necessary information from share movements, dividends, franking, etc. That just all automates and populates because they've got these fantastic feeds in there. And uh, uh, the Simple Fund 360 has really embraced um, machine learning um, and automation uh, within their tool. So it really um, makes it a lot simpler, easier um, to use and actually have, spend your time with your tax accountant or your self-managed super fund accountant talking yep. to them rather than answering questions um, yeah, uh, yeah. about the nitty gritty. The, the um, compliance things. I suppose it will make the... Um annual audit uh, a lot easier too, especially if the third party auditor is switched on and keyed into yeah, the... Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So in terms of auditing and when it comes to the cloud solutions, both in the self-managed super fund space and, and if we look at the online accounting space, um, with your, uh, you, what you're able to do is actually uh, upload documentation or push documentation in so with my self-managed super fund all of my documents are in there and and my my uh, my superannuation accountant loves me for that with my um <laughs> online accounting all of your clients can upload um their documentation using a solution like receipt bank which um scans all of your receipts and your bills it extracts the data and it pushes it up and the document actually attaches to the transaction. So now the auditor swoops in and typically when an auditor comes along, they've got various things to check, but then they spot check various things. So perhaps they do 20 spot checks. They do 20 spot checks and they have found the supporting documentation attached to every single transaction they're happy. They're not going to do any yep. more spot checks because everything is lining up and it's so easy. And you don't think about when you uh, sort of go into setting up online accounting solutions and adopting them, you don't think of how much time 
it's going to save at the other end, just in searching for documents um, and in the auditing of documents. Plus, we already talked about um, uh, if there's fire or floods. I'm in Brisbane, oh, yeah, flood course. every <laughs> few years. Yeah. We, need, we need to be aware of that. But um, jump, jumping back to talking about compliance, BGL also do um, a compliance, an ASIC compliance solution uh, mm -hmm. called CAS360. Again, so if you're in the compliance space and you need to have... Um, uh, you need to have trust set up very quickly. That's a, a, another nifty, very niche solution that you can uh, leverage. And right. when I'm talking to people and saying, look, have a look at cloud app solutions and look at them, you don't need to implement, and it's not expected that you implement everything all in one go. Oh, right. yep. you, you, you can just identify one area, look at implementing it, implement it, refine it, train staff, um, make sure you're really comfortable and embedded with the processes and then, then, look, at the, then look at another one. Um, yeah. the, the, what we, we say is um, practices, accounting practices will have a typical tech stack that they can implement, but we wouldn't say implement it all in one go. We no, just no. gradually work through it until you're comfortable. And then the next step. So baby steps, you can do that. Yeah. Yes. Well, yes. It's it's a, it's a lot. It's a whole new world actually for for accountants and tax practitioners. It seems. How do you see the adoption uh, of automation and and cloud apps changing the role of the accountant in Australia? Well, I think what it's going to do and what it is doing is it's reducing any need uh, for manual data entry, and. Oh, yeah. um, as I mentioned before, they're able to take on a lot more clients, but they're also able to spend more time talking to the, uh, their client. Um, and there's a lot of uh, talk around at the moment. They actually need to um, have these forward-facing um, skills to have empathy with the client in that they need to talk to them. And they also have this ability to have these business intelligence tools in place that can trigger them having conversations about helping them actually manage and grow and efficiently and effectively uh, develop the business. Um, so yeah. I think that the accountant has an amazing opportunity to uh, really develop some great relationships uh, with small businesses uh, and help small businesses and adopt the efficiencies around processing, um, the tax and the compliance side of things so that they can help them in other areas. Yeah, and of course, it, and as you know, when barbecue talk and pub talk, I mean, if you can do something for someone else, it saves them an hour or two or a day or two and uh, do it cheaply or, you know, uh, efficiently, it's, it's all good and it's all good for business. Absolutely, absolutely. And some people actually refer to cloud apps as an extra employee. So when you have a few in place, that they're replacing so much time in your business that it's like a subscription-based employee that works 24-7, <laughs> never has time off. Uh, and yeah, and, yeah. and uh, it actually, you know, in many cases, I see it just giving people so much capacity um, and giving them the flexibility to kind of live, uh, it sounds really corny, but live a better life. And I know for myself... Yeah. I take the longer workations, as I mentioned. Um, I run my entire practice. I'm a, a premium zero partner. I run my entire practice in my handbag. Um, and I, I talk about going to coffices, which is a cafe office. And I go to a, a coffice um, and I just pull out all of my gizmos, set myself up and just have an enjoyable morning wherever I may be. Um, That's amazing. But I am able to work and get work done. And obviously everyone's a bit different. 
Um, but yeah. it does give you that flexibility. Amazing. Well, Heather, you are at the, uh, well, I was going to say coalface, but it seems a bit old hat now. I'm talking about cloud solutions. But anyway, you know what I mean. You're at yeah. the forefront of the industry, of, the, of what's happening. Tell us about some new features, some new releases that, uh, that might have caught your eye recently. Well, there's been a few new releases that are quite interesting. One of them comes from Expensify, which is an expense claims management solution. So yeah, you would typically, if you had a business, had, had multiple um, people using corporate credit cards that they need claims back, uh, they need to claim back money on, that would be a solution that you would typically recommend to them. And what they've um, released, recently done is uh, integrated with GlobalVAT. Um, and it means that when you process your expenses uh, with Expensify, it can run through um, this other solution and it can identify if you can actually claim back GST or VAT from other countries that you've visited, depending on the requirements, et cetera, in those different countries. But it will do the assessment for you, which kind of frees you up so you don't need to think about it. It's just nice to go, my, my bills go through the system and are intelligently scanned and identify if I've got money I can claim back in terms of, you know how like the GST laws but, keep changing overseas. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what can I do now? What can I, what, what, what should I be doing, et cetera? So yeah, so yeah, that's, 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 a cool, that's a cool solution. And uh, I did briefly mention uh, Receipt Bank before one of the solutions that has implemented just recently is I can go in and I can tell it that uh, I, I can give it the details of the um, local toll roads and it will go out and it will actually collect my invoices and my statements and just pull them into my system. I don't need to get them sent to me. So it's a system, it calls itself Fetch. It just goes out, fetches the documentation and pulls it in. Uh, one of the things that people say is, you know, the documentation, it just goes out, fetches it and pulls it in for you. Yeah, look, That's it's amazing. it's really interesting. And you think, I always think, oh, we're here, we're here, we're here. And then someone brings out another one of these amazing solutions. And I am think, um, such as with Expensify, I think, well, for some people, that will save them a huge amount of time. And, and it will actually probably make them far more money than the solution costs yeah, in the long that's run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> love good it. good to hear I think I think their membership has really got to catch up a bit. There's so much thing, many things that could help their business, and hopefully they will after after hearing this and and reading a lot more about it. Um, Heather, that's very enlightening. Thank you very much for your time today. Thank you so much, Steve, for having me on the show. I really appreciate it, and uh, really appreciate talking to your members. That's great. Hopefully, we can do it again sometime in the future, Heather. Thank you. Okay, that was great. Just, uh, just a reminder, that was Heather, Heather Smith from Anise Consulting, A-N-I-S-E Consulting, and uh, she certainly has a lot of knowledge about cloud-based app solutions for your practice. Uh, please stay tuned. Okay, so I thought, um, thought I'd have a little chat to you about uh, a certain type of salary sacrifice arrangement. Um, as most of you know, entering into a remuneration package to secure a vehicle through a salary sacrifice um, arrangement is a popular option, often to employees, such as, uh, as you know, the novated lease arrangements for a car. Um, however, there's, a, there's an alternative to that. The, H, the ATO has issued a ruling on another particular set of wheels that opens up both a tax and health incentive. So some, some of your clients, uh, your employee clients, may be in a position to 
consider channeling their inner mammal, M-A-M-I-L, middle-aged men in lycra. <laughs> There's another one, vomit, very old men in tights, anyway. Uh, and package up an electrically assisted bicycle, an e-bike, instead of a car. Now, there's a ruling. Well, the, the ATO's class ruling states that where an employer enters into a lease with an e-bike company and consequently provides the use of the e-bike to a staff member under a salary sacrifice arrangement, there is no FBT. Now, you can have a look at class ruling CR 2015-80, CR 2015-80. Uh, and that ruling applies from the 1st of April 2015 to the 31st of March 2020. I don't know what happens after that, but uh, so we've still got like a year, year and more to go with that uh, class ruling applying. Now an e-bike actually is defined, and I quote, a bicycle-like frame fitted with an electric motor that provides support when the rider is actively pedaling. The rider therefore is still getting exercise, but the effort is supported by battery power. As with unpowered bicycles, there was no requirement for registration or driver's license. End of definition. Um, I, I don't know if you all know that uh, Tax and Super Australia is uh, headquartered in uh, the Melbourne CBD. I ride a bicycle to work actually, a non-electric one, just an old-fashioned uh, one where you have to push with your feet, with your legs, a, a road bike. In Melbourne we have these uh, yellow electric powered bikes that scoot around delivering food and they're quite annoying, mostly because um, they keep overtaking me. Anyway, back to the class ruling about salary sacrificing an e-bike. Uh, the only caveat, really, is that the e-bike must always be the property of the bike company, and at the end of the term of the lease, the e-bike must go back. This is unlike most car-novated leases, where the employee usually has the option to take possession once the boss makes the final uh, balloon payment. Now, the beauty for the employee in getting an e-bike under these arrangements is that it simultaneously keeps the pulse up but the tax rate down. So that's good. Now why does it work? Um, a car benefit as described in the FBT rules will, will only arise for a car. Now I just air quoted the word car then, which you couldn't see. It will not arise from an employee's use of an e-bike simply because the e-bike is not a car, as stated in the rules. Uh, a, and a property fringe benefit will not arise from an employee's use of an e-bike as the ownership of the bike is retained by the bike company, okay? Uh, this is all in the, the ruling, class ruling that I mentioned, 2015-80. The benefit would fall within the residual benefit category, which is a, a catch-all for fringe benefits provided. The use of the e-bike, however, will be exempt as long as private use is restricted to travel to and from work, its use is incidental to work duties, and there is minor and infrequent non-work use. Now the new vehicle FBT changes, which came in just recently or are going to come in and take effect from the um, 2019 FBT year, do say that uh, you can limit private use to a thousand kilometres or a return journey of 200 kilometres. But you know those figures, a thousand kilometres and 200 kilometres, unlikely with an e-bike, so um, it wouldn't get trapped by that either. Therefore, there'll generally be no FBT liability to the employer in providing e-bikes in this manner. It's, a, it's an arrangement that has similarities, but it's different to Britain's cycle scheme, uh, but that allows um, employers to provide discounted bicycles, including electrically assisted pedal cycles, to employees as a tax-free benefit. But getting back to Australia's version, um, you've got to think, well, of course, there's the ancillary real benefits, including uh, easing traffic congestion, reducing carbon emissions, 
lessening the demand on infrastructure, encouraging more modes of transport and actively promoting a healthy lifestyle with flow-on effects to the general cost of healthcare. So aside from being FBT free, it's a win for participating businesses in developing a cycle-centric workplace with the flow-on benefits of a healthy workforce, greater social interaction, team and morale building and invigorating the workplace. So salary sacrifice an e-bike instead. Good idea.